Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast 550 for the week of July 18th, 2020. I am Anna Marie here. I'm the birthday girl. Birthday girl! Birthday girl! It was your birthday yesterday. It's not your birthday anymore. Oh, crap. That'll get us a copyright strike. So, yes. Yesterday was my birthday. I got very Hello, girl. It's your birthday. What? What did you get for your birthday? Tell him the sweet gift. Yeah, I got a new iPad Pro from my loving, wonderful husband. Mm, Your loving, wonderful husband who was picking up the hints you were putting down for months. Um. Yeah. So my old. So I had a. This has been the best week for your present. I gotta say, like, it's. I couldn't make it this perfect. That's true. Tell him what happened. So, um, I started complaining to Chris Every very this week. angrily for that seven my, days in a row that my iPad, that my OG iPad Pro, just like wasn't cutting it anymore, and even playing like my dorky ass match three games, uh, I was seeing lag, and like I was lagging playing solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, my solitaire game should not lag, Chris. I, I don't know what's up with that iPad, but I'm going to so, send it to Gazelle and make them deal. It's, <laughs> it's, it was just getting old and a little jank. And so I had been complaining to Chris that I'm like, I'm, I'm going to put up with this for now. Because it is clearly far too late to ask for an iPad for my birthday. <laughs> so I'm going to ask for an iPad for Christmas, is what I told him. And he just sits there like, oh, that that's that's terrible. That I I hope someone buys it for you for Christmas. Those are not the words I used, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I believe what I said was interesting. Um, well, I can try taking a look at it later. Would you like your present early? And you said no, no. I'm I'm focusing on uh, finishing <laughs> Trials of Mana. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, and so. <laughs> Like for the last two weeks that as I've been complaining more and more about my stupid iPad, he's he's been like that. That's a real bummer. Do you want your birthday present? And me, the idiot (laughs) goes, no, no, I'm I'm really focused on JRPG July. And I kind of just assume you have bought me a game because in general, you buy me a game for my birthday. And and I I really want to focus on on knocking out these JRPG July titles. So so don't, don't remember give me when I had birthday. to go pick up your birthday present? Yeah, three and I, weeks ago, like you thought I went and picked up a video game. Well, and here's the you thing: you know, is, I went is, to Hilldale. I, I sent a picture. <laughs> what well, one? I couldn't place where the hell you were, mm-hmm. and so I even tried stalking you, but find my friends wasn't friggin' working. I was like, were, she's just gonna open find my friends, isn't she? She's gonna track yeah, me the whole and damn so way. Yeah, and so that's the problem is, is the area of town where the mall he went to is is um our Verizon doesn't work. Mm. It's like a weird U.S. cellular only zone. Which is very frustrating because, like, when I used to go down to that area to get my hair done, I couldn't text him to be like, you, I'm done. And so, yeah, I I did indeed try to stalk you. 
and spoiled my birthday present. <laughs> it didn't work. Now, now, let me ask you: Did he have like a poker face the whole time while doing this, or was he kind of giggling like tee? He was not giggling at all. Okay, and I, so I have I, a lot of practice with uh, lying about presents with her. And like, this is a okay. thing. Honestly, I kind of feel like. If he had been giggling a little bit, I wouldn't have taken that as a teehee. I would have taken that as a ha ha, your iPad's dying. <laughs> and only I can she, fix it. She's so clueless with this stuff. It's just one of the things I love about Anna is that she's very easy to fool in the area of gifts. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but it just is. And it makes life fun. <laughs> yeah, mister. Oh, I'm getting my camera out of the trunk. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, that, that, that was how I proposed. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting the ring. I'm just getting my camera. Where's your camera, Chris? It's in the trunk. Okay. Did you even bring your camera? Yes, I okay. brought my camera. I can't remember. I did. I made sure to play act okay. it properly. It's basically life with you is one long improv session. <laughs> so I got you an iPad. Yes. Weeks ago, I gave it to you yesterday. How is it so far? It's amazing. In All fact, right. I sent people pictures of it. I'm like, look at my new iPad. And everybody texts back, oh, that's a really nice laptop. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's an iPad it's Pro. The, it's got the fancy stand thing. And yeah. it's got the keyboard attached to it. And this is going to be really nice because I'm about to lose function in my arm for two weeks as I have surgery. What? Why is that? I'm I'm having a cubital tunnel repair. Hmm. So I'm going to be off the podcast for a little bit next month. and But you guys will still be delightfully served by all of the other people here. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Hi, Peter. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hi. So this is the RPG cast. RPG cast. And we're uh, going to jump. Like- oh, right. <laughs> stealth and we have Alex. Stealth Alex. <laughs> stealth Alex. Before the show, we had been talking and all of us, uh, I said before we, we started the show, I'm like, there's no Alex this week, right? And he just goes, hello. He, he. Yeah. So, I just pictured him like Alex. popping out of a barrel when he did that. <laughs> so hi, Alex. Um, hi. Yes. And we're going to jump straight into what everybody's been playing. So Alex, you finished Persona 4 Golden. I did. Was that your first time playing it? No, that was like the third. Okay. What do you think of the PC version? It's still Persona 4 Golden. <laughs> Did you get the true ending? Which is a great thing. Yeah, I got the true ending. I mean, there's no point playing about the true ending. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's if you played it on Vita, it's pretty much exactly the same. The only exceptions are that you can have Japanese voice acting, which isn't a big deal for me, and there's... Um, more difficulty options in that you can adjust specific things like the either experience points or money that you get from battles. Oh, so you can tweak things so that it's the appropriate difficulty for you in particular. Yeah, there's not too much to tweak it, so I put it's basically three settings of sort of low, medium, or hard, and they sort of they all correlate to whatever they were for that regular setting something very easy will have everything set to easy etc gotcha so what else have you been playing 
So yeah, I've just started a couple of things. So I started playing Void Terrarium. So this is the not mystery dungeon, but actually mystery dungeon game. Well, I've not played mystery dungeon, so. Oh, okay. I don't know, but it's it's a roguelike from from Nipponichi. So it's the same director who did stuff I have to try and pronounce now. Um, Hot NLQ. And yeah, that one. The Herda Werda Blood of the characters. Yeah, Avoid in the Twilight. That's that one. Thank you. And yeah, yeah, and HTOL hashtag NIQ. Yes. No, we're not going to try to pronounce. You know, after that, I'm never going to bitch about a Square Enix title again. Yeah, I mean it's it's a fairly straightforward way, like in terms of gameplay. You pr- you basically play as a helper robot who sort of wakes up in this weird scrapyard, and he f- sort of finds an AI who explains to him that basically humanity has been wiped out. Well, that's a bummer. Part, part, yeah, partly thanks to sort of a fungus that has taken over the world, and then sort of as humans were sort of living underground, then they got wiped out. As well, but you do what find game is this? A- Void Terrarium. It just or Void, yeah, Void Terrarium. It just came out from okay. Nipponichi like right, this sorry. week. All right. Yeah, yeah. So everyone's dead, yeah. and you, except you, well, except you and the robot. But you okay. find you find a human girl called Toriko, and then you're basically looking after her by go- going on missions, sort of finding. You're you're caring for her in a terrarium her. by any chance? Yes. Strangely enough. Wow. I wonder how I knew. Sorry. Yeah, so basically, basically you, just, you just go out on missions sort of trying to find resources that will help or sort of hit the next story beat. And yeah, those, those are all roguelike, roguelike stuff. So if you get eliminated, if you get killed, then you get dumped back in the scrapyard. But all the stuff you collect sort of builds up resource, resource points that you can use to craft. Craft things and that goes. It's surprisingly enjoyable so far. It's whether it holds up for much longer than that because it's sort of the roguelike structure, which can get a bit tiresome. There's not much progress, so it's relying a bit on, on luck for that at the moment. Uh, we'll see if it goes. Great, and it stays then interesting. You the music's s- actually the music's surprisingly cool. I should mention that one. It's sort of got a weird, a slightly electronic beat twist, and that's enjoyable. And then you started a game that I didn't expect you to play because you don't play gacha games. No, it's the first one I've actually sort of tried playing. So you're playing Tales and of Castoria. Yeah. We have a few people on staff playing this. Yeah, mostly just because it's a Tales game and I wanted to see what it was like. It's, I'm still basically in the first story chapter, so I've just sort of hit the first major plot beat in it, but... It's, I've enjoyed what I've played so far. It's it's basically a it's a mission structure. You basically just fight waves of enemies and in in a turn based battle system using Tales characters. So. Do they have skits? Uh, they've had um, yes, I think I've, yeah, I've had I've seen a couple of skits. Nice. All, all of the storytelling is sort of done in a skit format anyway so oh neato that must oh. make people who are super into tales very happy 
what characters yeah. have you unlocked so far? Um, so I've just done the intro login bonus ones, and I've got Sheria, uh, Rita, and Yuri as my main party, joining uh, the sort of the original guy, Kanata. And I've also got a couple of others in reserve who I can't remember the name of. Because I, I had downloaded this, but I hadn't really like dove into it, which is why I haven't I didn't put it on my list. But I did the thing where you pick the initial character, and I couldn't find that one red-haired guy from Tales of Symphonia, and I was very upset. I, and I'm forgetting his name now. Well, do they not have... Uh, oh, uh, Zelos. Yeah, Zelos. They don't have like a big selection of characters to pick from? I mean, it's, they, they do. It's a fairly substantial one, but it's definitely not everyone there's... Yeah, gotcha. There are there are some who sort of will come up in the story because I've just seen Miller and Velvet for the first time, sort of as part of the story. So it, it's possible that that's part of it as well. But they're definitely they're not going to give everyone at the start. So <laughs> just because gotcha. Right. Got to motivate people to spend that money. All right. Yeah, so I'm still I'm still early in that one, so it's hard. To, I don't know if I'm going to stick with it for any period of time, but I've enjoyed well, it so far. It's interesting to hear thoughts of someone who like hasn't played a gotcha game at all, and what would motivate you to get into one. And I guess the answer is the right series attachment. The right series and an interesting enough story mode. Gotcha. So yeah, Bandai Namco actually did a decent job explaining the story mode to this one, so. It made it more interesting to me than most of the other ones. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I think the right series is definitely a thing for me anyways for these games. Um, you know, I don't play many gacha games, but if it's got Final Fantasy or Pokemon attached to it, I'm I'm all in. <laughs> the right series and not a billion different modes of currency. Ooh, Yeah. Which was why I bounced off of the SMT one pretty quick. Yeah, I did eventually peter out on that one as well. Yeah, but well. you played for a while. I we did. Both did. I, I because played that for... was a generous game as far as currency went. Yeah, that's true. I think I might have spent once or twice on the shop. Um, but yeah, I played it. I think I got up to the third anniversary, second anniversary. I got up to a while. Yeah. So. Kelly, what have you been playing? Well, I have continued on Trails of Cold Steel 3. I am about a third of the way through Crossbell. You've probably seen my screenshots. Um, I've Hashtag JRPGJuly. Yes, I've got Oliver in my party now. I'm, I'm saying the name deliberately, Oliver, because I don't want to give out any spoilers. It's basically the bard character from Trails in the Sky. And he was my favorite character in Trails in the Sky. So when he came back, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy he's back. <laughs> and uh, then I got sucked into like a side art project, which I'm not, not going to get into. But that's kind of kept me from a lot of gaming this week, mainly because I, I kind of have a, a hard deadline on this. So I need, need to get it done sooner than later. But what I have played of uh, Cold Steel 3, I've enjoyed, even though I'm in Crossbell and I have softlocked like multiple, multiple times. Yeah. As soon as you get out of Crossbell, 99% of that 
clears up. But it is very vexing when it happens. Yeah, I mean, look, I've just taken to, like, saving every screen no matter what. And and saving is so quick in that game because it's not like it's disc-based or anything. It just saves right to the SD card. But it's just been popping up in, like, some of the weirdest spots. Like, one time it um, soft-locked in the middle of a conversation. That tended to be the majority of my soft-locks is in the middle of conversations. Or, like, I would zone into an area and start to walk forward, and all of a sudden, oh, soft lock. Mm. And and at least it's soft locking, so all I have to do is just back out to the menu, hit close, and then re-enter. Yeah. And you just lose whatever progress you'd made. Yeah. Which is the um, but... <laughs> where I left off on was actually the side quest where um, Celine was talking to another cat. You have to go find the cat's owner. I don't know if you did that one. I did. I uh, can't can't wait to go that go do finish that one. And just the way Celine talking to you, the cats like meow, 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 meow. It's like I like to think that that's what my cats are doing when they meow at each other. <laughs> and then. um the other reason why I haven't been <laughs> Trails of Cold Stealing too much, uh, Chris, you got me in a rabbit hole. Well, what? Which so, one did I do now? The MTG Arena rabbit hole. I got you in this. You got me in this. Uh, so mutual rabbit holing. You know, it, it's a Ouroboros. It's a never-ending cycle. Mm. Um, oh, I'm getting my butt kicked in this game. <laughs> yeah, I am about to hit uh, platinum rank and standard. Cool. Um, I thought I was I thought I was going to hit it today doing my dailies, but it was um, a green red deck daily, so I just complete. I think I think like I won a game and I lost a game because I'm not good with my green and red deck. But my ultimate cat storm deck, on the other hand, I can destroy with that deck if I get the right cards. I think I've played you with my ultimate cat storm deck, haven't I? Yeah, I killed you. It, you, it kind of went back and forth. Not with the cat deck, but yes, you get me really? with something else. Yeah. I thought I got you at least once or twice with the cat deck. Well, I'm revising history then. Okay. <laughs> but no, nothing is more satisfied when I've got a row full of cats that are all pumped up with buffs and seeing somebody at 10 life just rage quit. And And also when I've got like 56 life. 56? Yeah, because that's the thing about the cat the cat decks is that you use a lot of uh, lifelink and life-affirming abilities to Life-affirming abilities. Life-affirming abilities <laughs> is, is the band from high school I played in. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, like, one of the key aspects of that deck is some a couple of cards called a Johnny's Pride Mates that get a 1-1 whenever you gain any life. So you just throw a bunch of stuff with lifelink in it. And then there's this one card that if you mutate it, it'll create cat tokens with lifelink. And it just turns into a never-ending combo. Ooh, I see. Yeah. It's nasty, but can be easily countered with a blue blue deck or um, a mill deck, which I hate. Um, mill decks make you discard cards, right? 
Yep. Okay. Mill decks drive me up the wall. I cannot stand them. I know they're a legitimate strategy, but it just feels wrong that you got wall you lose because of a technicality with a build deck and not actually because you got your life points drained. That's how I feel about it. I don't know about how other people feel about it. Maybe that should be our question of the week or our mill deck player scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a question of the week. And then the last thing I'm playing, because I, I don't like playing Trails of Cold Steel right before I go to bed because then I won't want to go to bed. So I wanted something that was just kind of like cute and relaxing. So I picked up one of the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games that I've just had in my Which backlog. One? Uh, Explores of the Sky, or no, Explores of Time. Which system is that one? 3DS? The OGDS. Ooh. And it's very cute, and there's a, like, bad bully skun tank in this game that is just a jerk, and he laughs, he laughs by going, ha-ha-ha, and he's like your antagonist, and I absolutely hate him. (laughs) And and all of the other Pokemon make a comment about how he smells bad, like rotten cheese. Oh, I'm sure that you'll make friends with him by the end. I don't know. I can't wait to stomp him or something because he's just such a jerk. But the, the Pokemon that you play in this game also has uh, visions of the future, which I'm curious of how that's going to play out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the... It's interesting playing a Pokemon game where you can tell exactly what era it was because this came out right as Platinum, or no, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum came out. So it's got a whole lot of those characters from that particular game. And yeah, it's it's Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I I wanted to start like maybe the, the 3DS ones, but it's like I gotta get that DS one off of my backlog because I, I finished... Uh, Blue Rescue Team a long time ago. I think like when the DS actually came out. Though I I have I sort of want to pick up the remake of um, the original Mystery Dungeon just to see what it's like. I played the demo and liked it. I just didn't want to spend $60 on it at the time. Well, and it's not like it's going to go away because it's a Nintendo I, game. I know, and it's not like it's going to go down in price because it's a Nintendo, Nintendo game. game. Yeah, but I, I love, I do love the Mystery Dungeon games, particularly Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, because they're just so cute and charming, and not a, uh, not beat your head against the wall roguelikes. Oh, they can get pretty hard. Yeah, they can, but I, I think that Mr. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is a lot more accessible. That's than- true. And say like enter the gungeon, <laughs> which I da- I did dabble in this week, but I didn't put on my list just because I been- didn't really play it for an extended period of time. Like I I want to play a rogue like oh god this is too hard let's pick a lighter rogue like let's pick babies first rogue like. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all I've been playing. All right. Hey, Peter. Yes. What have you been playing this week? I have been playing a few things, actually. Um, I thought it was going to be a slow week, 
because I had only been playing uh, PSO2 and Animal Crossing. But I didn't realize that uh, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town on the Switch was coming out. And it apparently came weirdly because I have my Amazon set up to deliver on Amazon days because you get like credits back and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I actually got this a couple of days later um, than everybody else did, which... You know, it is what it is. I have plenty of games to play. So I was like, oh, hey, it's here. <laughs> uh, it was a nice little surprise to get. Um, so, yes, I have I have been full on like 100 percenting into uh, Story of Seasons. And it is a wonderful, nostalgic blast from the past. Um, I I love the crap out of Harvest Moon Friends of Mineral Town on the um, Game Boy Advance and played that probably more than I've played any other of my Harvest Moon games. But uh, Story of Seasons did a wonderful job with taking kind of that classic formula and just bumping it for uh, new gamers. Um, I, I had messaged you, you know, offline uh, and personally saying that I absolutely loved the control scheme that they put together for it uh, and still do. Uh, it feels really good to play. It's it's like they took all the things that made life difficult uh, when you only had four buttons to use, and we're like, hey, we've got now twenty buttons to use. Here's here's how we're going to put it together, and it and it feels really good. Um, I when I say I went one hundred percent on this, I mean between yesterday and today, I, I completed an entire season. So wow, uh, I mean. I'm in like summer den right now. Uh, yeah, I'm. I went ham, uh, and it's funny because I'm like, I'm. I love it, and at the same time, I want more. So it's like I I'm enjoying the crap out of playing this, but I'm still really anxious for one world when that comes out. Uh, so it's like you know, I, I you can't give me enough farming sims. I just I will farm until. I'm old and crinkly and can't hold a controller anymore. Um, but no, it's, it's been a blast. Uh, the updated visuals look really good. Uh, the soundtrack has made me want to go back and listen because I, there are some tracks that I hear that are, you can tell were from the old game, just kind of remastered. And then I'm pretty sure they put new music in this because there are some that I'm hearing and I'm like, was this in the old game or was this not? Um, so I have to go back and, and listen to the old tracks and hear if there have been some new tracks in. Um, they have two new marriage candidates, uh, Jennifer and, oh, crud, the dude's name is slipping my mind right now. Uh, he's got red hair, and he hangs out with Gott a lot, or oh, Gott's. I want to say Harold, but that's not right either. No, it's not Harold. I know if I hear it, I'll know it, but, um, and they're, they fit in pretty well, um, they they kind of pulled from some aesthetics, the from the older games. The the girl is very naturey and uh, you know all about uh, essence and life force and nature is amazing. And uh, the guy is very aesthetic uh, in in the kind of like an art, I guess fashion. He's he's makes a lot of things like you see him all the time where he's sitting in front of his desk and he's crafting a little wooden Brandon uh, chick Brandon. That's it. Thank you. Um, so, uh, 
I like them, but you know, it, it's hard when you've got such a strong bias for the original five, uh, whether it's the women or the men, um, to even want to explore it. It's just like, well, you guys are cool and everything, but hey, I'm still probably going to go fishing for uh, Anne, who is now Ran in this game, and I'm still I'm still getting used to that. Why but, did their uh, name change? So they wanted to stick with the. I guess the Japanese translations, like the more literal translations. So a lot of people's names adjust tweaked. So like Mary um, is now Marie and L E L I E L I is now spelled differently. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So they, they changed a a few of those things. Um, I think it's E L L I E now. And then Anne is also, I believe Anne with an E on the end. Anne is not. Anne is just Ran. Ran. That's it. Yeah. So was yeah. her name Ellie and, uh, in Japanese? Ellie is E-L-L-Y now. <laughs> That's so it. So she went from, yeah, I think N64 she was E-L-I and then. In Back to Nature and uh, Friends of Mineral Town she was L-E-E-L-L-I. Yeah. Is this the one that has the drunk lady? So Karen's personality changes between the, the different games. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of pulled that back a little bit. Um, so I don't remember her having any more family except for the, the shop owner um, and whoever her mother was in Friends of Mineral Town. Uh, she now has an uncle and an aunt who run a vineyard. Um, yeah, so they they always ran the vineyard in the older games, but they weren't yeah. related to anybody. Right. I think Greg right. was his translated name. In the originals, I forget what he is now. Uh, yeah, I'm still getting adjusted to the new names. The one so, thing that I think that I like about the remake is you can actually lose one of the bachelors if you don't do some random side story stuff. Um, and he'll go in the new game too, but he eventually comes back. You can get him back. Yeah, he. Uh, they had that. That was always a thing, right? No. If. If he left, he left. Oh no, no! I meant him leaving in general. But yes, you're saying the new piece is that he could you can get him back. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah, because I Rick is a playing... little less hot for his sister now, sort of. Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> Rick is yeah. overprotective of potpourri in a way that is like culturally acceptable in parts of the world, but comes across as really creepy when it's localized pretty straight yep yeah he is he's definitely still overprotective but i think they did dial it down a little lot uh (laughs) a lot uh yeah it's been a while since i played friends in mineral town so i don't remember how bad it was uh in the older games but um i mean he still gets a little nutso i mean he's got a, a specific sprite uh that comes up when he's uh, yelling at, uh, you know, uh, her love interest, I guess. And uh, it's it's frazzled. His hair is all messed up and his eyes are all beady and tiny. <laughs> it's He's still pretty upset about the, the whole situation. Um, so the uh, I, I still have uh, a few, I guess, gripes. Um, nothing, nothing too terrible. I think the worst thing is I still cannot, uh, 
I'm, I'm still not quite on board with the way that um, the the farming piece goes, specifically watering. Um, in in Story of Seasons, you have to walk up to a block uh, and press the button, and you water, uh, you know, whatever that space is. And I, I don't know uh, why we're sticking with that when I feel like uh, we're at a point now where you should just be able to hold your water button down and kind of like glide across your blocks um, so that you can water, especially now with uh, being able to walk over your plants. Um, I'm giggling a little bit because that's how it works in Light of Hope. <laughs> that's how that's how it works in, in Light of Hope. Yes, I know. And I loved it there. I'm like, this is this is good. I, these are the improvements that we want to see. So it, it kind of feels like a step back. And, you know, part of me is like, well, you know, this is a remake of the older games. And it's like, yes, but in a remake, you should be able to make some quality of life adjustments. Um, and, and what's interesting about it is that if you're doing it fast enough, um, you actually the the button input does not register. So if I am holding in left and and pressing in the watering can button um sometimes he won't actually water he'll just continue to run um i i don't know if that's again my inputs aren't getting put in correctly or if it's not realizing what i'm doing um so sometimes i'll miss blocks of of watering and you know you have to go back and realign yourself and you know it just takes extra time um and my other i guess point to you know being that is that the time in this game I, is so fast. Uh, Ten minutes is five seconds, and I I don't know if I'm I've been playing too much Stardew Valley or or what, but my days go so quickly. I feel like I'm rushing. It's like okay, I wake up, I run outside, I water everything I can until like 10 a.m. and then I go run in the village and I talk to everybody. And then I come running back and I finish up with what, what, with what I can with the stamina that I have left. And, oh, God, ran out of stamina. Go sit in the, the hot springs for a couple of seconds. <laughs> they some of that definitely back. made cooking a vital tool. I not, I not has a kitchen. <laughs> I don't have a kitchen yet. Hurry up. Uh, I know. I know. I'm, I've got a lot of other stuff. Um, all my tools are upgraded to bronze, I think, at this point. Um I also forgot because I think Stardew Valley makes um, like digging in mines and stuff like that a lot easier. Uh, I forgot how brutal Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons mining is. It is. Uh, it's an endeavor, man. Uh, yeah. Um, they you can't use the upgraded hoe in the mine. Yes. Yeah. Can't use the upgraded hoe and everything relies on your stamina. So like you said, you know, it requires you to have some cooked meals with you to boost that back up or you don't make it very far. Um, case in point, I think uh, my current record for the mine is B1F. Oof. I literally found one ladder. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So needless to say, I think mining is going to have to wait. Uh, my focus right now is is just getting um, – a buildup of, of gold so that I can, you know, be okay through the winter. Uh, and I think that that was how I used to play. It's been so long, I think, since uh, I really dug into – how long has it been since Light of Hope? Um, came out in 2018. 
Yeah. So yeah, about, so two, about years. two years ago. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's hard going back and forth through different styles uh, like that. And um, I think I'm just I'm I've got to relearn the things that I used to do. Um, you know, back back in the day, it was just Harvest Moon that existed. Then, you know, we had Harvest Moon and Story of Seasons. Now everybody's doing farming sims. Well, and Ooblets. Uh, yes. Yeah. Ooblets just came out recently, too. I still I haven't was, gotten that yet. I was actually wanting to ask you just how much Stardew Valley has ruined you for Harvest Moon, because that's what I've heard a lot of people say, that they can't go really go back to Harvest Moon now because Stardew Valley was just so good. Hmm. So that's an interesting question uh, because I don't think that Stardew Valley has ruined my experience of, of Harvest Moon or Story of Seasons at all. Uh, the two are very different. Uh, I think the you know the folks who make these games, or I sh should say the three are very different. Uh, the folks who make these games, they all have different visions in mind. Uh, mm -hmm. So going into it, remembering that, then you don't you don't come in with these expectations like i didn't buy friends of mineral town thinking like oh i wonder how much this is going to be like stardew valley um right. i know that story of seasons kind of sits in its own lane and harvest moon sits in its own lane and so does stardew valley so uh yeah i i didn't go in you know and think that so i'm i'm not disappointed personally but. more farming sims for everybody as far as i'm concerned Yes. You get a farming sim, and you get a farming sim. And you get a farming sim. Everybody gets a farming sim. Yeah. Have you been playing anything and besides farming sims, Peter? Uh, barely, but I have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I finished uh, my my island remake in Animal Crossing. Um, so if you didn't listen to the last episode two weeks ago, uh, I basically demolished my entire island. Uh, got rid of everything, leveled it out, and rebuilt it from the ground up. Uh, we are back to five stars, so our, our Isabel is happy again, and uh, it was very satisfying to to do that. And we're really happy with it. We like the way it's designed. Uh, we actually hosted a uh, shooting star night, and everybody was did very happy. Did you have a party? We did. We had a the most socially distant party. party possible, an animal party, <laughs> yes. animal crossing party. Animal crossing has now been all of our social activities. So <laughs> that's cool. We uh, sometimes hang out with Chris's sister in Animal Crossing and just we kind should of hang chat. out with Peter. Yes, we'll, we'll have a yeah, we'll have an Animal Crossing hangout night. I didn't know there was a thing. Nobody told me. I have CC'd you on two different times that people on Twitter have said, hey, there's a or there's a shooting no star party tonight. Tells me. You're so full of crap. I know. All right. Anything else, Peter? I, uh, I mean, that's mainly it. I, I've been dabbling a little in PSO2, but uh, I've slowed down just a little bit to mostly doing like my dailies and things like that. But oh, no wonder um, Chris is so sad. I, it's I haven't completely stopped, but uh, yeah, just it's, it's dying you know, on the vine. Up. It sounds like what's that? You're dying on the vine. It's going down. Um, you're you're I'm, on the slow. Uh, I'm still interested in leveling all my classes up and things. Uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to, but I'm still really interested in how they play. So um, my hunter's almost done. So no, Simon. Sorry, my fighter. What? Simon, stop it. 
What's he doing? Simon is trying to lick my plate that has my birthday pie leftovers on it. Mm, birthday pie for Kitty. Hi, Simon. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> no, it's okay. But I, that's it. I've just been, uh, like I said, it's it's. I'm full farm mode right now, so uh, that's what I'll be playing. <laughs> All right, so I should talk about what I've been playing for the last couple of weeks. But although if you read the site, particularly the JRPG lie updates, um, a lot of this is going to sound pretty familiar to you. So I finished Atelier What? Atelier Meru. Oh, right. And I got it. You didn't get the real ending. Yeah, so um, the game is limited to six in-game years and like three days before the end of the sixth year, um, Air Shatter, who's the final storyline boss, showed up, which means I didn't have time to actually go beat him. Which is fine. You don't need to beat the final boss to get an ending. You don't even need to beat the final boss to get a good ending. So I got Warrior Princess ending. So my ending was like, I take control of the troops and we fight off things, which was cool. Warrior Meru is awesome. Um, and then continuing on knocking things out of my backlog, I picked up uh, Nino Kuni on the Switch, which is one of the games I got for Christmas. And I finished it, but I'm not sure that I'd recommend it. <laughs> it's one of those games where it sits in this weird divot of like this game is really good and if they'd only change these two or three things it would be great but like one night i texted peter i'm like peter man give me a sanity check i'm hey. not having fun with this game anymore hey, peter there's man. too much crap i need to do before i finish the game but i actually think i'm really close to finishing the game and he's like w would you have fun if you like dumped everything else and just finished the main storyline and so I was like, I don't know, let me try. And so, like, three hours later, I beat the game. <laughs> the answer was no. Good for you. Check it off the list. So and it's you didn't, done. And I'm glad that you didn't even bother with the uh, White Witch content because you would have, like, really hated the game after that. Yeah, so I ended up not doing the White Witch content post-game stuff for kind of three reasons. One, I'd already watched Chris do all of it. It was like the one part of the game that I was actually there for absolutely everything that he did. Number two, nothing anybody tells me motivates me to play the White Witch content. Everybody's like, the White Witch content sucks. Mm -hmm. If you feel differently, write in. Don't at me. <laughs> or you can at me. Don't um, at me. Don't at Chris. At me. And number three, I was done with the game. So then I moved on to Trials of Mana. And so my team hey. is Hawkeye, Kevin, Ritz. Why didn't anyone ever tell you to play this game? <laughs> so I, I have know, like Chris. <laughs> I have multiple friends, including both Kelly and Peter, and my friend um Kitty. And Kitty has basically been harassing me to play this since it came out. And so it was great because I got about three hours into the game and I'm like, I love this game so much. And so it was great. I sent my friend on um, Telegram a message and I said, Kitty, why didn't you tell me to play this game before? It's totally awesome. And I got nothing but a giant wall of like 15 stickers. All angry emotes. <laughs> they were all like angry griffins. 
Why Griffins? Because he writes Griffin books. Oh, okay. So you got customized angry emote stickers. Yes, I got all friend. all the angry emotes from all of the characters from all of his books. They all judged you. <laughs> it feels better, though, doesn't it? Like, for somebody, you five-houred both Adventure of Mana and Secret of Mana. And so. Trials of Mana. And Trials the of original. Mana? Yep, yep, the original one. Did you five-hour because yeah. you didn't like it? No, you five-houred no, it. No, I five-houred like... it because after getting Lumina in the, in the Trials of Mana OG in the collection of mana. I'm like, all of this is going to be so much better when I play it in the remake. So you and five hour it because you liked it. Yes. It's so weird. Isn't that, that weird? Yeah. And so I'm like, yes, I am totally into this game. I'm having a blast. The, uh, Simon just smacked me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. He smacked me with his tail. It surprised me. Okay. Um, the shopkeepers dance and that makes me inordinately happy. Um, the Neko character speaks in Meowies, which is meow-ies. adorable. Is that the official name for cat pun speak now? I guess. Sure. I'm down with that. Um, and Hawkeye is such an interesting character to play because he's so floaty and delightful. So you just kind of like smash all of the buttons and he like all over the field and he does major damage. And it is fantastic. Um, but I just, I have one really important question. Uh-huh. How do Reese's shoulder pads stay on? By the Game, sheer will Gamer girl magic. <laughs> Gamer girl glue? Yes. Gamer girl glue. <laughs> it's exactly why their abs can be exposed and they still, they still have defense. <laughs> we put on this plate mail, but keep my midriff exposed. It's got to be showing. Because belly fashion. Plus three. Um, and then because I have my amazing fancy new iPad, I downloaded some new Apple Arcade games and I played and finished Winding Worlds this morning. So it's like a little puzzle game that like the only things that you can do is move your finger up and down or move your finger left and right. And that is the entire control structure of the game. But you have to solve puzzles and talk to people and figure out what's going on for each person and how to help them. And it was really, really wholesome. Which is funny because it's from Ko-Fi or Co- Co-op. And that's like Chemco? their thing. Is no, it K-O-O-P or underscore O-P. I to do an alert. And like they were one of the companies that was the major um, impetus behind the Wholesome Games Showcase. So I had a lot of fun. I have a couple more games that I downloaded for Apple Arcade. I'm going to try them out this week. Chris, do you want to talk about what you've been playing? What have I been playing? Um, you did a couple Final Fantasy IV free enterprise seats. I've been playing Kubernetes Administrator. Um, I did. Oh, wow. This has been a long time since yeah, we had a show. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. I so did a couple we, seeds with you. Yeah, we were we preparing. About that. Yeah, we were preparing for the tournament. Yeah, that you and pulled out of. then I have discovered that I will no longer be able to do the tournament because, because my arm is going to be immobile. You're going to get cubital tunnel surgery. So I pulled out of the tournament, which means no more free enterprise for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you played some PSO2 this week. I did. Because you didn't want to be two and Magic the Gathering this week. I've just been doing dailies in each, just gradually like pumping in a little bit. But other than that, I've just not been motivated to play much games. And well, and I'm you've been another really busy funk. with work. And I should be like, I don't know. I should do like a JRPG thing, but instead I'm doing. Uh... Well, and 
I think you were kind of unmotivated to be in the living room while I was playing Neo Cooney. I was. <laughs> you know what you should be playing, Chris? Oh, the Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII, VII remake. remake. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> not, please, please not, it's it. not calling to me. Like the only thing, it's like I, I should go back and play more Civ Six because that's I was enjoying that, and like why am I not playing that now? Oh, because your Cause. friends aren't playing it because oh. they be preoccupied with what uh, art projects. Okay, so that's why you're not playing it. Yeah. Oh right, you're my only friend. I forgot. Now I'm sad. I don't know if that's like sad or awesome. <laughs> We have friends coming over tomorrow. We're going to be talking about a lot of video games with them. You know she's been playing Mega Man. That's true. She has been. <laughs> All right. I think we're going to jump into... What's wrong, buddy? Our question of the week. Our cat's going back and forth. He's pacing. Yeah, he's in pain. Yeah. All right. So we asked you a couple weeks ago your favorite RPG under 20 hours. And we also asked you for progress for JRPG July. Um, so Bobby Watson writes in and says, Trails of Cold Steel 2 is my JRPG July pick. And even though I'm not planning to finish it in July, it's going rather well. I might go back to Bravely Second as well. But for some reason, that game can't hold my interest for more than 10 minutes at a time. Speaking of Are Cold Steel. Are you on the wrong page? Because I thought our uh, question of the week was... Um... What game do you want to add under an, an anime adaptation? Of? I, yeah, I must have copied in the wrong question of the week. So <laughs> you on. thought it was already there, and it turns out it was just a copy of last week's. All right, hang on. No, that was my bad. I should have updated it when I put in the uh, the feedback. All right. Um, speaking of Cold Steel, that series could be an interesting anime adaptation. It's kind of a playable anime, so that makes sense. Yeah, well, past that, because you're going to lose a lot of the world-building stuff in that one. Side questy I stuff, the I-have-to-talk-to-everybody stuff. Yeah, that's part of the fun of Trails. So, all right. Um, Shaman writes in and says, for JRPG July, I have almost wrapped up the support log in Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm missing five conversations, and we'll get four of them knocked out in the current run I'm playing now. For the question of the week, um, most of my selections have already had anime adaptations like Persona 4 and 5, Don Garompa, and Now the World Ends With You. But I think you could get multiple seasons out of Trails of Cold Steel. <laughs> um, Strawberry Eggs, I suppose for my JRPG July game, look for our weekly write-ups and I'm going to be enjoying Tales of the Abyss. Um, as far as an RPG made into an anime adaptation, maybe The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky? That way I can step straight to Cold Steel. Oh, I'm nah. pretty sure that one does have an adaptation. Yep. So um, Josh, who couldn't be think, here I today, think it's a good one. Um, jumped in and said, Trails in the Sky I'm actually sorry, did on. get. It sorry. is or isn't a good one? It's not good. Oh. So Josh, Josh kind of weighed in on this. He's like, Trails in the Sky did get an anime OVA, but I don't really recommend it to anyone but super fans. It mostly covers the second game, and even then, it's compressed a 70-hour game into 50 minutes. If what? It's there if someone is desperate to see the animated, to see an animated Trails, but it doesn't really work as a substitute for the game. 
So Curl jumps in and says, I'd much rather see an anime adaptation of a Western series because the culture clash is more interesting and more many JRPGs seem to have an anime adaptation already. Um, Fallout, The Witcher, Dark Souls were the ones that come to mind, and I think the latter is already happening. However, my nomination goes to Planescape. Dark Souls Torma. anime happening? No, The Witcher. Oh. Can we get a Dark Souls anime? <laughs> would you just have to keep I, watching it over uh, and over? Like, would you <laughs> fail a lot? Would, would the stream keep crashing? How does it work? All right. Uh, Featherhoof jumps in and says, I'm going to be the contrarian and say, I don't want any games to be turned into an anime. Oh, Whenever no, they do, either they don't follow the source material and make up their own crap. Oh, jerks. Um, or they're forced to cut out um, so much that it loses the charm or base meaning. That's just been his experience. Um, and he says, JRPG in oh, July great. is going really well. I've been live streaming Xenoblade Chronicles DE, and I'm on my third attempt to actually finish the game. Got 90% done on Wii and 60% done on 3DS, and I'm happy to announce I have surpassed my 3DS stopping point and haven't felt fatigue yet. So, uh, Platy M3, uh, Matt also writes in and says, Dragon Quest IV is the anime I want to see, complete with all the regional dialects and such that were added for the DS localization. As for JRPG July, I wasn't feeling the return to an MMO in Dragon Quest X, but a quick pivot into Grandia 2 has me completely enthralled. Hopefully by the time you read this and record this, I'll have finished it off and found more JRPGs in my unfinished pile to work on. So don't forget to check in on the site every week. Check in. Where do they check in on the site? rpgamer.com. Where is the chicken on the site? We, We try to put up our JRPG July update on oh. Sundays. Computer's unhappy. Our recording computer? No. Okay. Streaming computer. Okay. It's fine. Um, so, here's our question of the week. I am going to be losing my arm for oh. two, somewhere between two weeks and two months. You're going to be unarmed. I am going to be unarmed. And I will only have my non-dominant hand to use. So... Please no adult-only suggestions. Are you using the show for your own personal benefit again? Tell me what games you can play one-handed. Oh, come on. That's that's asking for dirty. I said no adults-only suggestions. But I mean, maybe we have someone who listens to the podcast that they have hemiparesis, or they have... They lost a finger. They have paresis square? Yes. Like, um, half-coordinated. Oh, right. You uh, finished Pokemon Sword and Shield, didn't you? Um, I have, but no. not the DLC. Yeah. Well, and I, there's stuff. some post-game stuff that I could do as yeah. well. The DLC is really short, but most Pokemon games can be uh, configured to play one-handed. I might have to pick up the DLC then. Like, and then the I can DLC do post-game stuff too. Super short. I feel like I could weigh in on this conversation just because when you're holding a baby, you typically have to play with one hand. <laughs> and I should pull together controller-based games that you can still play with one hand. Yes! <laughs> you know, in in the, the 90s, there was a control. I think it was called, like, the ASCII grip for the original PlayStation that was designed for one hand for, um, like, RPGs and stuff. And I hate that that never took off. But you can also, um, I've seen people 3D print like a special grip for their Joy-Cons so that you can hold those one-handed too. So maybe Google 3D printed uh, one-hand controller grip. Yes, I'm going to have to look into this. 
Maybe right. they sell them on eBay. So we'll 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 circle back to this again, and I'm I'm hoping our lovely audience out there will have some suggestions for me, because I'm I like mean, two weeks without video out. games. How dare you, Alex? I could always what? Get the Wii back out. What? No. That's that's why I said how dare you, <laughs> Alex? Horrible. Please. We don't say that we, word on here. We have, we have dignity on this chat and this can channel. We that, can we bleep that out, Chris? <laughs> that would sound terrible. Beep has come to play. <laughs> uh, let's I get don't into understand why we have, why we have we hate right now. Because it's fun. Okay. Remember, we had Wii set up for our wedding, and we had people playing Wii sports and stuff, so we don't hate Wii. Shut your mouth. How dare you say that? (laughs) All right. Uh, We produced a whole bunch of editorial content this week. Uh, If you need to catch up, we have both week one and week two of our JRPG July 2020 roundups. And uh, Nitro over at MDisc Playlist actually has a huge, huge page of every single game that people are playing for JRPG July. And I think he said it was almost 100 different games and like 200 people. So thumbs up. Huge participation in JRPG July this year. It's always exciting to see that grow. And if you hashtag JRPG July stuff on Twitter, I will definitely make an effort to retweet it. Um, Alex did his Persona 4 Golden PC review and he turned it into a video review too. So we are definitely looking for feedback on our video reviews. Do you find them interesting? Do you find them a good level? Do you, uh, volume level? Do you prefer them over the written review? Like any kind of feedback, do you like them at all? Um, is, is totally appreciated. So check that out. Um, we have an interview, um, with the developers of the Revenant Prince. And then we have a retrospective where um, we have um, Eric looking back at Baldur's Gate. So looking back 20 years, back to 1999 when he first played it. All right. And then I hand it off to Chris for the news. Eh. Oh, is that time? Mm -hmm. I don't get any beeps. You should put a mark. Beep, 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 no, beep, I beep, beep, no, beep, beep, I ain't marking anything. It's time. Oh, wait, you did the, you did that. It's time to talk about Mortal Shell. It has a closed beta. Cold Symmetry and Playstack have announced they have opened up the closed beta for Mortal Shell. It allows you to play the outskirts of Falgrim in an abandoned chamber, and it can be downloaded now from the Epic Games Store. It's an action Souls-like RPG where you possess the bodies of fallen warriors using their shells as they navigate and battle across a desolate world. Who's going to pick this up? Not I. Mm-hmm. That's what I figured. What about Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning? The Re-Reckoning release has a date. Maybe. September 8th. 2020. The remaster will be available for PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. It includes gameplay refinement and all the original DLC. In addition, there's a brand new expansion titled Fatesworn, which will launch sometime in 2021. But there's no other details about that. So, we're getting an expansion. It's going to be 40 bucks. And the Fate Edition, which has the game and access to the expansion, will be 55 bucks. 
And there's also going to be a collector's edition, which gets you the game. Um, does it give you the expansion? It doesn't say. An Alan Shear figurine, who I don't know if Aline Shear is, is that like the, a character? Is that a person? Is yeah, it's a, a, it's a major character. It's a major character. You get a custom Amalur keychain, five pieces of original in-game artwork, a soundtrack CD, and a collector's box. So, Oh, here it is. Yeah, in-game character and keychain. It's a box. If you want to waste some money on that, it's $110. Ease Origin is coming to Switch. Who wants to replay Ease Origin? Me. Why? Isn't that the fun. one where you just run into people to kill them? No, no, no. It doesn't have bump combat. That's Ease 1 and 2. This is Ease 0. What? Okay. This is the one that was set completely in a tower. Yes. And that tower is relevant to Ease 1 and 2. And if you want to pay lots of money, there's a collector's edition. I don't know how much it costs, but it was from... Is it... It was... A, mm, wait. Is it already sold out? No. It's a limited so, runs thing, so yeah, it must but, be sold out. No, right? no, no. So some of the stuff they do, it's like, we will have 5,000 copies. And some of the things that they do is, it, this is a 30-day open period. Oh, they had Gru Mark of the Wolves, and it's already sold out. Wow. Sorry, I'm on the limited run site now. I shouldn't be there. So They seem to do the pre-order model a lot more these days, probably because they get more money from it. Well, um, yes and no. It kind of depends on if they're um, publishing, distributing, or developing, or some mix of those things. So, uh, for example, gotcha. Ease is part of their distribution line. And so there's no limits, and it's an open pre-order for 30 days. For $70, you get the game physically for the Switch, a official soundtrack, an official Switch steelbook, and a perfect bound art book. What does a perfect bound mean? Uh What's a perfect binding? Okay, and a poster. It bounds very well. Yeah, I guess so. It's, you're bound when to find you hit out. Button at the right time, and it becomes a perfect bind. You're bound to find out on when's it releasing? September? No, that's when pre-orders closed. Yeah, Don't and then when it's, it's coming out. Um, normally, for things that they're distributing, it's about four months. Uh, watching the cat jump off a computer. The reference perfect binding uses uh, glue to on the pages near the spine. Oh, like the old lunar guides used to do. Those things fall apart really fast. Anyways. If it's called perfect, it must be good. (laughs) The pages uncovered are glued together at the spine with a strong yet flexible thermal glue. The other three sides of the book are then trimmed as needed to give them clean, perfect edges. Okay. I think that's, I don't know. As in, it's not stapled and it's not saddle stitched, so it's like perfect binding is the uh, the well, actual name of it. Perfect just means the edges are perfect. Mm-hmm. So there's no no cover overlap or anything like that. Interesting. Well, I mean, I'm trying to figure out a better word for it, but I guess there isn't one. But uh, yeah, it's the square Clint. square edge. It's like a more like a textbook, I guess. Whatever. Okay. Press next. What are you pressing next? I said what's next? Oh, I thought you said press next. <laughs> <laughs> Action RPG Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood, 
now has a release date, thank courtesy of Nacon, the publisher, right? Publisher? Oh, I should read these things first. The game will arrive on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC via the Epic Game Store on February 4th, 2021. We've also got a trailer up now of some of the action you will find yourselves in when you play the game. What is Earthblood? Are you going to play this, Anna? It's a werewolf game. Oh, this is a bloody action game, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think so. No. I think I'd this, rather play Vampire this, the Masquerade. the same universe as Vampire, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is uh, all World of, of Darkness. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not World of Darkness anymore. World of Apocalypse or whatever it's called. Oh, these werewolves have tails. I approve. <laughs> werewolves should have tails. That's just my personal opinion. All right, I see. concur, and I, I actually like werewolf a lot better than a po- um, vampires, just because I like werewolves better. Oh, okay. Psh, you just fight want... me. Do they count as good Fuck. boys? Are werewolves good boys? Oh, Chris, I have they a picture to show be. you later. Can they be? I just like because they're kind of like killing people and turning them, so they're not really good. They don't. I mean, really... and they're it people, on... so they're not really dogs. So I don't know if it counts. I think it depends on what type of werewolf it is. Oh, okay. So, Nacon has announced Spider's announce. No. Wow. Let me try that again. Nacon. What is Nacon? They sound like a freaking defense. It used to Department be Big of ben defense. Interactive. What, Ben? Big Ben Interactive. Big ben. Okay. Well, Nacon, cum Big Ben, is uh, unveiling the latest thing from the Greedfall developer, Spider's. Spider's done a lot of other things. Anyway, the new game is Steel Rising. It's being developed for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X. It's set in a sci-fi version of the 18th century during the French Revolution. What? That's a lot of words. It's set in a sci-fi version of the 18th century during the French Revolution, with King Louis XVI's automata army terrorizing the people of Paris. Is this just steampunk? Is this steampunk? Is this just a fancy way to say steampunk? And without being like, oh, it's steampunk. <laughs> Sounds well, there's, like there's it. There's no steam yet. Oh, there's no steam. The, okay. It's All before right. the um, whatever it is, industrial revolution. So is this like the little clockwork guys from that Doctor Who episode? All right. Sure. All right. Well. Um, what? You control Aegis, a robot with a female form who acts as bodyguard to Queen Marie Antoinette. Queen orders Aegis to say, you know, the one where he's like dating the queen, but he keeps jumping forward in time and she keeps aging. And there's the the the, the mechanical clockwork guys. L- listen, it's. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about exactly. now. All right. So okay. oh, the one where he said he snogged Mar- Mary of Pompadour. There you go. Yes. Yeah. OK. It's it's relatively early on so like many people have seen that episode i assume because they haven't lost interest yet all right vagris the riven realms launching an early access this month this from lost pilgrim studio they've announced a early access version of their dark fantasy rpg vagris the riven realms it's going to be on steam and gog starting july 22nd 2020 will cost 30 bucks and there'll be an initial launch discount it's going to include 50 hours of content in the early access version um, including a Pilgrims of the Wasteland linear story that will take players around 7 to 10 hours to complete, and the main campaign where players create their own character and explore the open world. So the main campaign is not the linear storage story? What? Okay. Well, there's uh, branching storylines, resource and crew management mechanics, and it's going to have a full launch sometime in 2020. 
2021. You can download a free prologue right now on GOG or Steam. Remember, that is Vagrus, V-A-G-R-U-S, The Riven Realms. So is this, is, this is a PC RPG-ass game, right? No. Oh, wait, no. This is, um... Oh, weird. Side view combat. Valkyrie profile layout. Only six people on a side. Um, what's the combat like? It could be turn-based. This is. You should go look at this. This is weird. And there's a lot of art going on. You should see this. So go look it up. See if it's for you. There's a, We got a trailer. You can check that out, too. Um, and then they say the Riven Realms, which makes me think of the sequel to Mist. So that's a totally different thing. I don't think they're going for that. But all right. Limited Run Games had uh, LRG3, which I forgot to watch, Anna. I, I watched, watched it. a little bit, and then I never finished. Yeah. All right. So here's what they have. Is this the whole thing? No, this is the RPGs. Okay. Castlevania Anniversary Collection. That's not an RPG. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. Also not an RPG. Ease Origin, which we talked about. Oh, I should probably say when those other things are coming out. Castlevania Anniversary Collection, quarter three, 2020. Is this a... Are these... Just physical editions of things that already exist? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2, date to be announced, which I think that's because the game isn't out yet, right? Yeah, it came out like this week. Oh, okay. So just date to be announced. Maybe last week. All right. Mega Dimension Neptunia 7. No. Mega Dimension Neptunia V2. (laughs) You got to get that one right. Nintendo Switch, July 28th. Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, Nintendo Switch, date to be determined. Grandia HD Collection for the Nintendo Switch, August 7th. And are you going to pick up the Grandia HD Collection? No. Okay. And then I Bug Fables, like. The Everlasting Sapling. Yay! PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, date to be determined. Anna liked that game. I did. I'm excited to see it get a physical release because there's a lot of these no physical, no bad people. And I think it's sad that they lose out on games that are really awesome. I mean, I was that way for the longest time, but I kind of learned how to deal with it. And if I can get with the times, then so can you. River City Girls is getting a sequel. That was also teased in the uh, in the little press conference thing. Yeah, we have a friend that speedruns River City Girls, and he is so excited about it. Anna is not as excited because she didn't like the game. I'll probably get the collector's edition again just for all the swag. Mm. You don't even keep that swag. Where even is it? It's on the bookshelf. All right. Well, if you want another collector's edition, Anna, Shadowlands collector's edition was announced and it got detailed for $120. Blizzard's executive producer, John Height, wants you to know that you can buy a digital game key for the World of Warcraft Shadowlands, an art of the Shadowlands hardcover art book, a shattered sky mouse pad, a set of four pins representing the sigils of the game's four covenants, and a digital soundtrack key. So yes, the collector's editions are getting even more sparse as far as the physical goodies and making you wonder, am I only buying this just because I want all the giant boxes on my shelf to look like each other? Oh, unfortunately, yes. Yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Maybe the art book's bigger this time. Uh, it well, looks I'm glad bigger. That, I'm glad that they did an art book instead of a novel this time around because I didn't even bother reading the novel. Hmm. Uh, it comes with all the same stuff that comes with the $80 digital epic edition, um, which is 30 days of game time and ensorcelled Everworm mount 
an anima wormling pet. These are all digital things in the game. An eternal traveler's hearthstone, an illusion wraith chill cosmetic weapon effect, and a Shadowlands level character boost. So you could have a an alt already ready to go for the new expansion if you want to try a new class. It's the eighth expansion of World of Warcraft. It will be released later this year for PC and Mac. And a lot of eyes are on this as far as is this is this is this it? Is WoW back? Is WoW done? I'm I'm optimistic. We'll see. I'm very optimistic, but I'm also cautiously optimistic. It sounds good. Bakugan Champions of Vestroya was announced during a special Nintendo Treehouse Live presentation. This was kind of interesting to me because Bakugan got crazy, crazy popular in Canada, but not in the U.S. Nowhere near in the same way in the U.S. It's being published by Warner Brothers and developed by Spin Master and WayForward. Spin Master's Steve Robert and WayForward's Kenny Eke. Ilko were on the stream. They enjoyed Sam and Tyler from Nintendo to show off 20 minutes of gameplay, which you can watch on our page. Yes, you can. Right down there. There's also a trailer and some screenshots. You can check it out. It's a new title in the Bakugan multimedia franchise. Has that been going on? And I just haven't noticed. Uh, it is uh, Bakugan is in the realm of, hey, we want to be Pokemon by our stuff. And uh Yeah. Only. Yeah, it reminds me of the 80s when they made cartoons just to sell toys. Yeah. You uh, buy, uh, you uh, summon these giant creatures that fight for you because, yeah. Uh, um, the thing that I'm really kind of interested in in terms of this new Bakugan game is um, they're focusing a lot more on abilities than the Bakugan itself. So, like, there aren't that many Bakugan. Like, I think in the older games, it was like 30 or 40. And so this time they're they're putting in a lot more. I think they said there's 80 Bakugan, but there's also like a couple hundred abilities. And so the abilities are really the thing that you're collecting more than anything else. Which is nice because then you can kind of play with the Bakugan you like instead of like this one is OP. So you have to play with that one. It seems like while your guys are fighting, you pick up and collect things off the battlefield. And then, uh, I don't know what's going on. Just go go watch the thing. Bakugan, you know, because Bakugan. Yep. Carrying uh, on. We have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's launching in November. Yes, we have During the state. Ubisoft Digital Forward, no, Ubisoft Forward Digital Event. They announced that release date. Uh, November 17, 2020 for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. PS5 and Xbox Series X versions are going to follow at a later date. There will be multiple digital and physical editions available. Ooh, is there like a spreadsheet or something? Are people doing a spreadsheet? I'm sure our games has one. Oh, man. I, want, I love the spreadsheets with like 20 different w- ways of getting DLC. Um, I love it, by which I mean I hate it. All right. <laughs> In addition to showing off the release date, they had two videos showing off gameplay. Both are viewable on our story. Uh, the first is a six-minute overview trailer. The second is a 30-minute walkthrough with commentary from the quest director, Philippe Fizz Bergeron. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is set during the Viking Age in the 9th century Common Era, C-E? What's C-E? That's yeah, like Common Era. Common Era. Is is that... I, that's like That's a Gundam. That's a Gundam name. It's like saying A.D. Okay. Oh, it really is just an alternative to A.D.? Yes. Okay. I didn't know we were doing C.E. now. 
Like, it really... Are you sure this isn't a Gundam thing? Yes. Common Era is... Okay. Are yeah, you we sure? need to wait for the asteroid to fall on Earth before we start. Yeah, CE. That'll be, that'll be the next era. Oh, okay. NCE. PCE. Post-CE. Yeah. Are you sure? Common, it's not just like a Gundam... Okay. Uh, you're in control of Viking warrior Ivor, who can be male or female. And you open... It's an open-world game, of course, with sailing. And I guess you collect lots of things, because it's an Assassin's Creed game. And you stab people with your blade... And um, I think you make, like, leadership decisions because you're a Viking chief. There's no side quests in the game. What? Yeah, it's one of the things that they talked about during the How can the there not be side quests? There's no side quests. Maybe people were sick of them. Because you label them something slightly different. That's, let's see, Alex, I think you're onto it. I bet you they're just labeled slightly Chris different. Chris got really excited. He, like, came out to the living room and he's like... The Assassin's Creed guys say that they went to went and studied Vikings and that they went to the Viking Museum. They they just said, we went to Norway, we studied Vikings, we learned what it was to be a Viking, and I'm looking at the footage they have. I'm like, I recognize that footage. Those are the tours that we were offered on our tour ship, on our cruise ship that we took to Norway. And it's like, they just went to the Viking Museum and said they did research. <laughs> this is all that happened. Research. <laughs> research. They had beer at the Viking Museum. <laughs> research. <laughs> um, Tales of Crestoria is a thing, apparently. It's out now on iOS and Android. Yes, uh, we, we literally about discussed it about it in about an hour ago. I remember ago. you talking. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember, is this the free-to-play tra- Tales Tales of game that I was trying to not pay attention to during the now playing because it was a gotcha game. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. There you go. You're never going to play this. You have no connection to Tales. Yeah. That's why I was trying not to pay attention to it because I don't want to be interested in uh, it. Okay. Dragon's Dogma is getting an anime. You can follow Ethan along with his pawn, Hannah, in his journey to reclaim his heart. Uh, it is coming out September 17, 2020, on Netflix. It's part of a Netflix original anime. Who would ever thought Netflix would be the biggest competitor to Crunchyroll, <laughs> other than Funimation, I guess. All right. We also have 8,000 briefs here. Windbound got a 20-minute gameplay video, if you want to see more about Windbound, which is... Uh, that's an action RPG, right? Yeah. Survival adventure RPG, excuse me. Other Side has a web series continuing to, with focus on the t- the timeline for the game, so you can go check that out. Monster Rancher 2 Remastered is coming to Japan. All right, so... But not here. Q, 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 Q. So the, Q, Q, the original Q. remaster came out last year. And we still don't have it. Yeah, so new monsters in the original game are summoned by inserting valid CD-ROMs. The remaster will not have that capacity. Instead, you search a custom database. Boo. What, do you just type in the monster you want? That is so not cool. No, I think it gives gives you a list of CDs. Ew. Awesome. I used to put, like, all of my... um, Prozac CDs and get good monsters. No, you find the CD that works and you figure that you can actually burn and you burn it and you get the super powerful monster. (laughs) Then you do it again. Come on. No, I did, although I did hear that like one of the Backstreet albums had a really good monster. So I don't remember who I borrowed them from, but one of the girls in my class, I borrowed all of her Backstreet Boys CD and I got crap. Mm. I was so disappointed. Yeah, she pirated them. 
I listened to weird music, so like none of mine ever made anything decent. All I'm gonna say is don't be willful. All right. You hear that a lot when you're playing Monster Rancher 2. Uh, Dragon Marked for Death is coming close to a PlayStation 4 release. It is... Does it have a date? Four days from now, July 22nd. And uh, you can check that out. And there's a new six and a half minute trailer. Thronebreaker The Witcher's Tales. That's the kind of adventure game for The Witcher. That Or is it adventure visual novel thing? That's Gwent. It's Gwent? You'd literally yeah. play Gwent? Pretty much. I thought... I didn't think there was actually Gwent in this. Well, it, it's sort of Gwent. It's sort of Gwent. Oh, th- oh, this is the card game one. Yes. Yeah. Card game combat. So Gwent combat plus game narrative. $10 on the App Store. It includes cloud save support compatible with its PC version, so I guess you can play back and forth on each one. So there you go. Throne Breaker. It's set before the th- trilogy of Witcher games. So you will be the role of Mev, queen of the northern nations of Lyria and Rivia, as she deals with an invasion from Nilfgaard, a.k.a. the Nilfgaardian invasion, which you will hear about a lot in the Witcher games. So, uh, We have Banner of the Maid coming onto consoles next month. Banner of the Maid. What is this? All right, it is set in a fantasy version of the French Revolution, with the game starting Pauline Bonaparte, sister of famed French general Napoleon. The game takes players to over 30 terrains and includes versions of historical figures such as Louis de Saul, Joachim Murat, and Jean Lan. The game was originally released for PC in Chinese in 2019, with an English version following in February 2020, and now it will hit PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch on August 12th. For $17. An Xbox One release is also planned, but has not yet been dated. Do you think we'll get a review copy of this? Don't know. <laughs> uh, we got a review copy of the PC. Ah, uh, I wonder if we can get a Switch version. I'm going to keep going with this relaxed radio voice. Paper Mario the Origami King was demonstrated on Treehouse Live. Nintendo held a special Treehouse Live presentation where it showed gameplay from Paper Mario the Origami King. Hosts Riona, Ethan, and Sam give a quick introduction to the game before showing around half an hour of gameplay footage, including exploration, ring-based combat, hidden puzzles, and more. Paper Mario the Origami King is available sees now. King Ali binding Princess Peach's castle and streamers and taking it to a mountain as part of his scheme to fold the... Is everyone asleep yet? <laughs> to fold the... World. No. July 17, 2020. So, so it's, it's out, out now. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, my sister-in-law messaged me and she's like, um, your birthday present's going to be late. I'm like, oh, you got me Paper Mario, eh? She's like, yeah. <laughs> so I guess it didn't land at um, Amazon in a timely manner. So it wasn't processed and sent out to the distribution centers, which means no one's getting it No release time. day shipping on that one. This is why digital's better. All right. Blightbound is coming to early access. It's a dungeon-crawling RPG from Devolver Digital and Ron Nemo Games. Uh, it hits Steam early access on July 28th, or it will hit. And the early access version will be $20 with a 10% launch discount. It's not yet known how much content the early access version will have or how long it will be in early access, but it is a cooperative, active 
action dungeon crawler with local and online co-op for up to three players. You choose a character from up to 20 unique heroes and descend from the mountain stronghold into the blight-infested world below. Classes include warrior, assassin, and mage. You'll be able to build up a home base with merchants and training rooms, while a bounty system offers additional bonuses. So this is a roguelike with uh, progression? Sounds like it. Sounds like it indeed. Hope it's good. I would like to play it. All right. Yakuza Kiwami 2 is hitting the Xbox this month. Uh, they continue to release those games over on the Xbox. It will be on July 30th, 2020 is when you'll be able to get it. It will also be on Windows 10 and is included as part of the Xbox Game Pass subscription service. So Chris should go finishing Kiwami 1 on PS4 and then playing Kiwami 2 over here. Yeah? All right. <sighs> Outriders journeys into the unknown and on to Stadia. People Can Fly and Screenix have announced that that game, it's an RPG shooter, will be coming to Google Stadia in 2021. RPG shooter, if you're wondering, means destiny. Um, it'll be um, part, this is going to be after the previously announced platforms, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC, which are set to see the title sometime in holiday of 2020. There's a new trailer that you can check out, and uh, yeah, check out more of that later. Everything I've seen about that game is boring to me. Artificer, Artificer, Science of Magic is launching for PC next week. You can watch a trailer on our show, or on our site. There's at least, a, okay, well you have a dog in one part of the trailer, but then not the rest. Uh, Pixel Art is the name of the game. Puzzly, alchemy, fighting, I guess, I don't know. Let's see, it is a survival RPG, so you know what that means, I guess. Um, and it has a closed beta, and you can apply for it, but it's going to launch five days from now on July 23rd, so I guess you don't really need to at the moment. And it is a mixture of sci-fi and fantasy, and you can check that out. RPG Maker MZ is coming to PC in August. This is the new one, right? Yeah, yeah this is the one that had got delayed and then canceled on one system and... Oh, right. It's MV that, nice. that's coming that, that out for PS4 and, and Nintendo Switch on September. Yeah. Oh, my MC bad. MZ is the new one. one. Oh, I'm so That's confused. on Steam and the RPG Maker website <sighs> for 80 bucks. That's the PC. It'll come to console later, probably. Eey. Rogue Legacy 2's early access was pushed back till August at some point, right? August 18th. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is probably going to be in early access for a year. And you'll be able to get it in early access on Steam and the Epic Game Store. Uh, Eastern Exorcist Early Access is starting next month. Specifically August 14th, 2020. So you can check that out along with a trailer on the site. And Metal Max Xeno, everyone's favorite Metal Max game. <laughs> Look, it's a remake. Maybe it'll be better this time. Metal Max Xeno uh-huh. Reborn, a complete remake, remake of Metal Max Xeno. It's uh, the update primarily concerned... Oh, I'm sorry. There's a new update with details about Poem and Pochi, who are newly playable characters in Reborn. And uh, I just don't care. You can read the story because I didn't hear the game was any good. All right. New game releases coming out soon include Story of Seasons Friends of Mineral Town, which kind of okay. came out four days ago, along with Void TR... Void Terrarium. Void Terrarium. Yes, the one Alex was talking about. Paper Mario Origami King, which came out yesterday. Dragon March for Death for PS4 on July 22nd. Artificial Science of Magic on July 23rd. And Dex on the Switch on July 
fourth. Um, is that an adventure game? Is that a piece? Is that an RPG? I thought that was kind of yeah, two D action RPG. Okay, I think we should play Dex, Anna. That sounds like a you you game. Well, I have a lot of things that I need to be playing. Soon. Well, yeah, like so, listen. Oh well, Josh is in the chat and is very excited about Metal Max Zeno. So, just like to point that Josh, out. stop being sadistic. Our question of the week, if you forgot, was what games can you play one-handed? Anna Marie needs this info before her cubital tunnel surgery. Oh, I forgot the best game ever. What is it? Uh, launched this week. What? Waifu Uncovered. Mm. Eight beautiful maidens are mm. under threat of alien attack. Their lives and the fate of the world rest in your hands. Mm. In this simple yet rewarding shoot 'em up, take command of multiple ships, each balanced for a different playstyle, and blast away clothing that's been deeply infected by a deadly virus. I'm deeply disturbed. Evade and destroy enemies as they feverishly work against you team up in multiplayer, or bravely battle alone. Save the girl of your dreams, and perhaps even unlock a convenient one-finger mode. Well, <laughs> Thanks, everybody, uh, for watching the show. We're gonna go... What are you gonna play this week, everybody? Starting with Peter. I will be nose-deep in story seasons friends of Mineral town as long as you're not nose deep in that waifu uncovered game oof it will not be oh. imagine the smell's not that good <laughs> kelly what are you gonna be playing this week well, well, well i was checked out until you brought up one finger mode <laughs> no i'm gonna be playing more trails Alex, what are you going to play this week? Yeah, I should focus on Void 12. Yeah. I am going to be playing Trials of Mana, and then I will probably dive into Paper Mario as soon as it gets here. I'm very uncomfortable right now. Chris, what are you going to play this I week? I don't think I'm going to play video games anymore. <laughs> I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Kelly. Can people Thank tell you. me what to play? Because I don't. I'm I'm doing a terrible job. Don't just say Final Fantasy. Thanks, Peter. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. Chris. Thank you, Chris. And uh, we will see all of our wonderful listeners next week. But for now, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Help. <laughs>